welcome to the Behind the Brawl podcast brought to you by Barbells for Boobs. We want to redefine the standard of breast health care and improve the quality of life post-diagnosis. I'm your host, Zayana Hansen, and the founder of this incredible organization. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a local um, gentleman <laughs> that I've known for some time now, Mr. Joe Herrera, who is the son of a... Um, he's a son and a co-survivor, also known as a mama's boy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> father of four, and the owner of Next Level Fitness in La Habra. Yes. Is that where it is? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, I will do another a disclaimer here that this is our very first time having just a co-survivor on the show. So we've... How, what? I'm going to ask my sound engineer right now. Actually, are you the producer or the sound engineer? Producer. I'm going to ask my producer right now. How <laughs> many shows, all the above, how many shows deep are we in right now? I think this is uh, 13 or 14. So we're about 13 shows in. We've done all of them with uh, breast cancer survivors and their stories, interviewing them on their experience, their treatment, et cetera, et cetera. We had one where the husband was here. Um, so we kind of got some feedback from a co-survivor and we had another one where two daughters were in um, the building. And oh. so we got to hear from um, the children. So this is the first time really interviewing a, just a co-survivor. I think it's a really um, special lens to talk about breast cancer because it's the person that's behind the scenes in the during the treatment, during the diagnosis, all that good stuff. So, um, so I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Yes, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I, if we're, if we're kind of all over the place today, it's because this is brand new and, uh, just be patient with us. Cause we might go into what it's like to run a gym and what it's like to host a fundraiser because Joe's been a supporter of our organization for years, yes, years, years. Yes, um, so let's, let's start with who are you? Where are you from? Where did you grow up? How did you get into like the gym world? Okay. That's a um, lot of questions, but go ahead. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> um, who am I? Um, I'm a, like you said, I'm a father of, uh, of four kids and um, I own a gym in next level in, in La Habra. Um, mama's boy. Grew up in the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines. Uh, moved to Chicago and then moved here to so Southern California where I pretty much, you know, grew up um, in Anaheim. Okay. Um, <clears throat> How old were you when you moved from the Philippines? Eight. You were eight I years old? I was eight, yeah. Eight it's so old. crazy. We've had a few other guests that have come from other countries. Like, it, yeah. I just think it's incredible. I was listening to Lily's Yeah, uh, her entire podcast. story is yeah, crazy. Yeah, she was from Korea. Yes. So, yeah, so... Uh, Moved from Chicago to here. My dad has said it was too cold. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. Smart man. So, grew up in Anaheim. Uh, actually, my best friend Conway, who owns the gym with me, we went to high school together. And, and uh, so, when you asked about fitness, um, so Conway was the, you know, was the, the high school like hero, uh, you know, sports guy. I was uh, just trying to be like, just keep up with him, but we were good friends. So he was like the beauty or the brains. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> I caught up. I caught up to him now. <laughs> um, and then when it came to health, he was always he was a phenomenal athlete. So always I wanted to be you know catch up to him and work out with him. And and then I found that I was good in working out, 
but sports wise, <laughs> it was so just like, wasn't in the, <laughs> in the books, you know? So, but I loved fitness. And then from there, um, you know, I got my kinesiology, I mean, my uh, health science degree and I actually wasn't going to go into fitness right away. Um, I wanted to become like a pharmaceutical sales rep. Uh, my mom was a, a, a retired pharmacist. Okay. So growing up in, um, I guess like a- We've had a pharmacist on the show. Filipino household. Yeah. yeah you know, either you were a doctor or something in the medical field, yes. you know, to Nurse, be success. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, personal trainer was in the books. <laughs> so um, yeah, so pretty much that the, the pharmacy thing didn't go well. And so um, I had a cousin who was a pharmaceutical sales rep making really good money. And uh, she was like, hey, you know, why don't you go into that? And I'm like, um, sure, okay. You but. have to really like chemistry to be a pharmacist. Yes, and like <laughs> chemistry was not my thing. Like yeah. you have to really just enjoy organic chemistry. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> I was so, a pre-pharmacy student as oh, well. Oh, really? so, yeah, okay. I was a pharmacy tech for 12 years. Yeah, I, like I worked, uh, I wasn't a tech, but I was like a clerk okay, for a yeah. while. Oh, yeah, so yeah. my mom was like, you're going to be a pharmacist. I'm like... Sorry, mom. No, like, this, is not work. The day. this is not it. <laughs> that was it. That was the day I remembered. You know, I actually left my like Chem One Eleven B <laughs> test at Cypress College and went home and broke my mom's heart. Yep. But she was like, you know what? That's fine. But you know, your cousin call your cousin because he's a he's a pharmaceutical sales rep for Pfizer, and at that time Pfizer was like crushing it. up. Yeah, yeah, crushing it. Um, and that didn't work out because I I was supposed to sell. And I'm not really that much of a salesman. <laughs> it's a totally different skill than a pharmacist. Yeah. yeah. After I got my degree, like they were like, yeah, now you need four years of like hard closed sales. I'm like, what? What I'm is like, that? That's not me. Yeah. So that didn't work out. And then uh, I was a termite inspector for a while. And then, um, yeah, uh, just kind of odd. Termite inspector, I've always loved bugs and, and spiders and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then I think it was my buddy, uh, Pete, now he's known as Bedros. Um, he owns a fit body bootcamp. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's, he's the one that like, Hey, what are you doing with your degree? I'm like, oh, I'm a termite inspector. He's <laughs> like, but you're, you got a degree in health science. Well, I'm, I'm ensuring that our health is good with spiders. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then from there, uh, he's like, hey, why don't you work at, you know, my gym where I, where at LA fitness in La Habra. And um, why don't you work there? You know, and like, oh, does it have a free gym membership? Does do you have a basketball court? I love basketball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, sure, I'll try it. And so did it, and uh, I fell in love with fitness and training people and helping mm-hmm. people. And then I just had a bad experience. Uh, I was under a house in Manhattan Beach, and I didn't wear my mask, my smock, my my crawl suit, and I got really sick. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that college degree, and you know going to fitness, fitness. And, and, you know, they hired me on, fell in love with it, opened up a small gym after that. And then it became next level. So uh, 15 years later. So for the listeners that have never been into next level, because I've been there, um, give them, I, I think that our audience is probably really used to the CrossFit setup in a gym. So if you can walk your, our listeners through your gym and kind of how it functions and operates, because I find it really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it CrossFit, when I first started like 15 years ago, CrossFit wasn't big yet. I didn't know about CrossFit. Nobody knew, like, like spiders didn't know what CrossFit was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you, any, 15 years ago, Joe? 15 years, yeah. O- <laughs> like, nobody knew. Nobody, I mean, military, maybe. Yeah, I don't even very know like military the history law enforcement. of when Glassman started it. How but, did you find it in 2004? Um, 
What a CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I found it in 2007, which I think is kind of still a miracle. No, no, I didn't. I didn't find it in, in 04. Oh, okay. I opened up my, your, your my first small okay, okay, gym okay. in okay. 04. I was yeah, like, wow. I was always, but I was it was intrigued. Not, I was I myself. I did the you know the whole bro lifting. You of know, course, yeah. You know, bench I mean, I still do that. What's wrong with yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> but and then I got I went into like uh, more functional stuff, the TRX, the both okay. balls, and you know balance training and. And then when I, f- I found that when I trained my clients that way, it was better. And then all of a you sudden- You saw better results. Yeah. And they had more fun. Mm. And then, because a lot of my, a lot of the clientele are, I would say 80, 90% female. Got they have, you know, um, in, in the personal training world. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then from there we started training. I started training like two girls at the same time. And I said, okay, let's train at the same time, same hour. Cool. And then it became three girls and then four mm. girls and then five. And then this thing caught, got labeled as a boot camp, <laughs> you know? Wow. And I'm like, uh, sure, we'll call it a boot camp. Yeah, whatever you guys, whatever you ladies want. It's like you're <laughs> training all the same time, but it's it wasn't like you were in a park. Because back then boot camps were at a park. You were doing what lunges is, on the bench. What do you think that women's fasc- fascination is with a boot camp? I, like, just even think about the the terminology of a boot camp. Yeah. Like, are we all fascinated about going to the military? But no, <laughs> I think it's like you know, yeah, it, it's a little oh, I'm a hardcore because I'm doing. It's called boot camp, you know, but you can be doing like side band lateral raises and oh, that's so boot camp. Yeah, because they do that yeah. in the military. I think it's the camaraderie of what CrossFit became of, you know, mm-hmm. like camaraderie of like, hey. You know, five to 20 Mm -hmm. girls, you know, and it's just us, no makeup, no mirrors, no men, you know, and Mm. let's work out together. Except for Joe. (laughs) You're kind of, they don't count you, right? Yeah. You know, (laughs) but, um, so it, it, that started off like, uh, like the growth of, of the gym. And then, um, at that time I had, it was just me and then Conway, uh, my buddy came in, we opened up uh, in the second location, um, and it just kept growing to the point at which we needed to be, uh, we needed to grow into our big thing. And I think CrossFit came in around 09 or 2010. I had a friend who came in who was in the air force mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, want, you know, let's try this one workout. Cause it, he wasn't like into big lifting, but he was a cardio machine. So they wanted, let's try this workout. Like, what is it? Oh, it's only 20 minutes. I'm like, 20 minutes? That's it? You You're know, like, and it was no Cindy. Uh, ah. Cindy, uh, the, the 20 minute, yeah. five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats. Mm-hmm. And it killed me, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, what is this? So, you know, CrossFit, 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 looked it up. Where can I go for a gym? I went to Anaheim CrossFit West. Okay, with Stephanie and Amato. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I met um, Max Mormont. Mormont? Oh, I met, yes. I met Max Mormont. <laughs> I trained under Max yeah, for many uh-huh, years. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Stephanie as um, the, the coach there. Yeah, yeah, what Stephanie. What's her last name? Amato, right? Stephanie Amato? No, that was well, uh, that was owner, Al's wife. Al's wife, yeah. But oh, I don't know, Steph. I didn't know there was another Stephanie. Yeah, um, she she was badass. But uh, she was like my first CrossFit coach, and then Max came in, mm-hmm. and then I got. Then I found out Max went to high school down the street from where I went, our rival actually at Western. Um, and then we just became friends from there, mm-hmm. and then Al had a barbells for boobs event. Okay, at, I was just going to ask, Anaheim how did you CrossFit? find yeah, out? Yeah. Okay, how did you find out about Barbell Roots? Okay. So Al had uh, uh, an event and I'm like, Thank oh, you, cool. Al Amato. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Al. <laughs> he actually trains with um, at Chalk CrossFit now okay. in Costa Mesa okay. with my producer it's here. Tell uh, Al I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, his uh, other gym, Ava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ava. I used yeah. to train at Ava. Yeah. 
So it's a small um, world here in Orange yeah. County. It's a small world in CrossFit, really. If you're out there, I'm sure that people run into this in their own little communities. So yeah, yeah so it's it kind of cool. cool. Went there, did Grace. It was cool, and um, and then, but at that time, I didn't have a gym that could support that many people with that many mm-hmm. bars. So we've always, I've always like either went to a gym or did it myself. And then when when I opened up our location now, then I was like, okay, let's host an event. So what year did you find CrossFit? What year was that when you I started? Like, I would say 09. 09. Yeah. And so you started training at Anaheim West. And yeah, how long I mean, did it, it take still, you to bring CrossFit into your facility? Um, it took a while. It took a while because of the space. We were in a retail, you know, the, the ceilings were low and um, maybe three, three to four people at a time. And we didn't have, like, it was expensive for the bumper plates. It yeah. was just a different type of equipment wise that mm-hmm. we had to get. So, um, yeah, that, so that's how, you know, then when we opened up our location now, we had the bumpers, we had the plates. Had everything, yeah. And then I was like, hey, yeah, I want to host one. I want to host one. And what so, year did you, yeah. what, what was the first year you hosted a Barbell Shabibas event? It was probably, uh, so we went in 2010. So I would say, no, no, 16, I think was Was the first time you guys event. actually hosted? Small, yeah. Did small. you continue to do it other places before that? No, because I... Oh no, because uh, Ava, Ava, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, West, West got bought out. Yeah, and then it so just they kinda, stopped. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I kept you know um, following us, following and- you guys, and I thought it was cool to have a shirt that said boobs on it. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> it's so like, whoa, whoa, it says boobs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it says boobs. <laughs> yeah. So everyone thinks that I, that I'm a wizard, and I'm like, no, I, I just it says boobs. So people yeah, yeah, but us. that's the first. I, if I ever wear my shirt anywhere, it's like the first thing you look at. Like, oh, it says, what's that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. and then I t- and then I talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's great. No, it's a it's a great um, conversation starter yeah. about breast cancer. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually it is kind of genius, but I didn't come up with it, unfortunately. Well, that's, that's okay. One of my friends did at a bar, and I, I was like, that's, can I use it? You know, that's how it happened. <laughs> Can I, can I borrow that, please? <laughs> even even for the, our gym name, it wasn't. I didn't come up with it. It was a, a guy that went around. He was a salesman for LA Fitness, mm-hmm. was Sherman, and uh, he kept he had to sell fitness to you know people that are members of the gym. So his line was, he would walk up to you. You were on the elliptical or you know on mm-hmm. your on the treadmill, and he just walk up to you all like amped up, and he was like, "Hey, are you ready to take it to the next level?" Uh. And it just stuck to me like. Okay, how, what do you say after that? Like, no, I'm not. Yeah. When I'm at the gym, yeah. you know? Like, you so have to say yes. Yeah. Next Level was the name of my first CrossFit gym. Or my yeah, CrossFit gym. I think, yeah, uh, Next Level Performance. Yeah, all the way in, like, Lake Forest, In Lake right? Forest, yeah. I think that's where it's I got still, my, it's like... It's still there. Nathan Holiday runs it. Okay. It's Levels now, I think he calls it. Levels? Levels. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I went there for my Level 1 a while back. Oh, in Lake Forest? Does it have a huge, oh. like, American flag? I it, don't even know. Oh, I haven't been there in so long. Yeah. Maybe that was Rue Nation. Was it Rue Nation that you went to? Mm-mm. Okay. I know Rue Nation. It was literally right off the freeway. You yeah, made a left. Yeah. So you finally get your, your CrossFit stuff going. 2016, you start hosting Barbell Shaboobs. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think that it's one thing to put on a fundraiser for breast cancer in your own community. And then when did it show up at, in your family? Like, when did it change for you and yeah. your purpose for hosting Barbell Shaboobs change for you? Yeah, you know, I think like the purpose for doing it has always been there, but I think like the magnitude of how nationally mm-hmm. it helped out, helped me out as a co-survivor 
was like, like just like crazy because, um, yeah, I've been hosting it, raise funds and everything. Um, and I, it, when I would say like it was the end of July, 2018, mm-hmm. um, my mom calls me and she's like, Hey, um, I have, you know, breast cancer. And it was like, just that, that, that your heart just drops, you know? Um, and I'm like, what? Like, and me being, you know, uh, a guy that thinks that I can, I can work through things. I can work through tough times. Um, I'm like, Oh, okay. Don't worry. You know, I'm going to reach out to, you know, um, uh, Z and, and, and Charlene and, you know, Barbara, we're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, you know? And she's like, okay. And I was scared. I was like, what? Like, you know, I've always talked to people like in, in our gym that, you know, guy diagnosed, not just with breast cancer, other, other, other types. Cancers. Yeah. And I've always like, okay, headstrong, you know, like you have a education in, 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 in this and, you know, um, in health, you have resources and all this kind of stuff. But when it was my mom, it was like, oh, it was, I've like, I've had uh, one person that we helped out, you know, uh, in fundraising. And within that day, uh, live on my phone, like, mm-hmm. hey, I need help, this, this, and this, you know. But when it came to my mom, it was like, I didn't talk about it. It yeah. was like weird because anyone else, like, drop of a hat, like, okay, let's go. Let's, it's, I'm going to talk to my followers yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And the gym is great. We have yeah, so many people. Yeah, you always do that. I mean, like, I follow you and it's like yeah. anytime somebody needs support you're yeah, you're constantly was, promoting yeah. and advocating for others and so i remember our conversations and i i remember just being like do you guys need food or like and you were just like no yeah. no 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 yeah. and like it, it and, was, and me as a co-survivor i know what you need in a sense but it's so hard to ask for help that's what it is it, it was that it was asking for the help cuz i could like i said i could i could raise funds for anyone a stranger mm-hmm. you know but when it came came to me and like my mom and my family, like I was like, I, I don't, why? Like, no, no, you don't do it for you. You do it for others, others is what my mentality was. And then, no, it's for you, Joe. I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, huh, okay, uh, all right. You know, so we actually did, you know, I think we did a, someone who, who I think my friend Irene is the one that said like, go, start a GoFundMe, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, uh, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you set it up. Cause I, I feel guilty doing that. I don't want to ask for that money or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And then it was good. You know, we, it helped out. It's so crazy how we're so, it's so easy for us to help others and to receive help is so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Brene Brown says, says it the best. She says, we can only be true givers when we can be true receivers. And so yeah. when you look at that, when somebody's trying to give you something and you don't receive it, it's almost, I mean, think about it. It's like somebody coming to your house and you make them dinner and they're like, no, it's okay. I already ate or I'm not hungry. I don't want any right. food. Or if you get them a birthday present and they're like, no, I'm good. Like I have everything that I need. It's the act of giving that, that needs somebody to have the, the rec- somebody needs to be on the receiving side. Right. Yeah. And so for whatever reasons, it's so hard to be on the receiving side especially when you're in the health and fitness world and you're constantly helping other people. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, even when I was going through it, I think that it's the idea of, no, I'm the person that everyone comes to for help. Yeah. And so if I now have to ask them for help, mm-hmm. it almost 
changes the dynamic of who you represent in your community. That's yeah. what I was scared of, of I, asking that for help. Is like exactly what I wanted to say. Like, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. You hit it on the head. It's, yeah. it's so hard because now it, people might change their, their feelings about me and maybe never ask me for help because they, they don't want to burden me yeah. because they know I'm asking for help as well, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I think that that's a really, um, when you are a community leader and you have people that you're helping every day, it's so hard to ask for help. So yes. yeah. I feel you on that 1000%. Yeah. So did you find, so you finally got a GoFundMe. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we got that going and uh, I don't know if... Uh, Came, did it, we did a video or went live. I don't, mm -hmm. it was so personal. It like, I'm like so protective, you know, that I was just like, it was just a whirlwind, you know? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you know, we were trying to figure out like, you know, whether the appointments and where are you going to go mom? And, and then, you know, it, it was, it was tough, you know, like well, I think a lot that, of things. Yeah. And I think that what's, what's really admirable, I think about the co-survivor I think that everyone is always asking the survivor. There's this, here's the roller coaster of breast cancer. A woman gets diagnosed with breast cancer and all the attention is on her. And, and even the family, like all your attention, I'm sure during that time was, is mom okay? You wake, you'd mm -hmm. wake up thinking about her. You go yeah. to sleep thinking about her. You make sure that she's in all of her appointments, that she's fed, that, you know, there's this almost like laundry list of caring for somebody going through breast cancer. And that's not just you, it's everybody that's in their life. Mm. They're all focused on this one person and then they get better and then the help goes away. Yeah. And and breast cancer survivors feel that and there becomes this void in their life because they're not okay. And I think that nobody ever really asks the people that are tracking their schedule, the, the, the true caregivers of yeah. the person, they don't even ever get asked if they're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I, I had a panic attack and my wife, you know, she knows me. She'll, Heather will, you know, Hey babe, love you. If you're listening, <laughs> <Shout out. laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember being at home and like, uh, she was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I really don't know. I can't, like, I'm usually pretty good foam rolling if I'm hurt myself doing CrossFit or whatever. I'm good with that. But then like, just like heart going and whatever, took my blood pressure. It was okay. But she was like, you need to relax, like go lay down, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, it, it's, it caught up to me, yeah. you know, and always thinking like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden you, you realize like, oh yeah, that was, that was like a, a little mini attack or whatever mm -hmm. that was, yep. you know? Um, and then accepting the fact that it's normal, it happens to people. I'm like, oh, just breathe. Yeah. You know, but um, that's scary when that's not, not a normal thing. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. And so, yeah. and you're spending so much time and energy caring for another person that you, your own health kind of goes out the yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I mean, oh, oh yeah. It was, um, we were doing something. It was something overhead, a bunch of overhead squats and then, um, uh, put the bar down on like two reps left and, and that whatever the workout was and, um, just crazy pain going up my neck and I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, we go to, you know, Zid, uh, one of our therapists over there trying to help fix it, went to do this, went to do this, went to like a, this Asian doctor that <laughs> did um, the cupping on me to try to do it. And they just said like, your stress is mm -hmm. so high right now that it's, they can't even it's fix a, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. I'm like, like, no, like it has to be a foam mm -hmm. roller, or a, you know, something um, so that, but, you know, trying to stay strong, you know, trying to make sure, hey, you know, between me, my, my wife, my, my brother, uh, hey, where's mom going? You know, 
um, and then uh, my aunt uh, that flew out from Chicago to help, you know, my mom's sister, uh, she stayed with her, lived with her. Um, and then what else? Oh, and then my, my cousin um, flew out from the Philippines to help because we were already thinking about, okay, well, after she, because, so my mom got um, uh, her left breast uh, what was her What was her diagnosis? What was her full diagnosis? Stage one. Okay. Stage one. Um, I tried to ask her about it, but she, <laughs> she's like, it was a P, she's, it was a P size stage one. Filipino um, moms, we have another friend where his mom was diagnosed. And when he told us, he never actually said like, my mom has breast cancer. Like he was just like, so she found a lump and yeah. And so like, yeah, I think she like has chemo two days a week or something. I'm like, so your mom has breast cancer. And he's like, well, she never actually said that to me. And I'm like, but your mom has breast cancer. Yeah. And same thing with my mom. She's a, she's a strong woman. You know, she was a, a single, single mom and, uh, she, she'll be the last one to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so when I, when throw this whole thing, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? This is and this and mommy, I have, I have, you know, you know, my, my friends from Barbells who can help yeah. you. Like you can actually talk to someone and yeah. whatever. And then I remember, I think it was Sandra, mm-hmm. Sandra, uh, fighting the fighting Fox. Yeah. Fighting um, Fox. Yeah. She reached out to me. I forgot how that happened. But, I um, saw that you guys were connected on yeah, Instagram. I, I forgot like, how, how but it was like, work. it was great. because <laughs> She's I, a pharmacist. I know what it yeah. was. She posted a picture of the drains, uh, of the drain tubes. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like, this is kind of like what to look after the fact mm-hmm. of after the mastectomy and whatever. So I reached, so I said, I think I, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I reached out to her like, wow, this is whatever. And just like paragraphs, paragraphs, and paragraphs yeah. of mm-hmm. great things. I'm like. Okay. And ever since, like, you know, I still contact with her right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, um, she was yeah. on the podcast last week or oh, yeah? two weeks ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So she's coming out. Her just coming out. She's coming here? No, no, no. We did, oh, we did oh, it virtually, thought, okay. but her podcast will come out oh, soon. Yeah. She comes here. I want to see her. Yes. I will let her know <laughs> for sure. I'll meet her here. But yeah. So, uh, she was the one that helped. And this is where I said, like, you know, like, just like, this is where I, I was like happy to ask for help. Mm-hmm. you know, from someone and, you know, um, and she was just very genuine and, and, you know, I said, Hey mom, look, look at it. Look, look this is what it looks like. And, Oh, look, we have to yeah. strip this and strip the blood out and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. You know, how long, um, so she, your mom had a mastectomy mm-hmm. just a, on one breast. Yeah. Left side, left side. And then did she go through chemo radiation? Mm-hmm. Um, she is taking no, he, look, no he still doesn't chemo. know what his mom's treatment is. <laughs> But I, asked her, I actually called you. her on the way here. She's like, I'm taking something that starts with an F. <laughs> F-E. Fena, Moms, share with your sons yeah. what's happening here. She, she, yeah. Lesson so, of the day. My aunt who came in from Chicago, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So she was the one that really took that lead at home at, yeah. and helping like, okay. Uh, and, you know, Auntie Ching, she's, you know, she'll be like, because she, she's the, she's older than my mom. And so she's like, no, no, Vivian, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And, and my mom's Dude, just she like, had a boss. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> she yeah. Because my mom, yeah. She, I would totally need a boss. Because what she does, my mom does to us and she'll be like, oh no, because I'm a pharmacist. Oh no, I just yeah. have to take my Leviquin and my <laughs> cholesterol this and I can eat that. I can eat that. That's fine. Because I can take this from my gout. And this yeah. one, I'm like, oh. you know, it's like, like. Or you cannot and not have to take those medicines. What's crazy. that thing? Like you say like the, like doctors and, and nurses are the worst patients. Patients. Because they 100%. think they know everything. Yeah. So yeah, so that was uh, that was my mom. Um, 
but yeah, my aunt came, helped out. Um, and she even herself, like, you know, we would look at the Instagrams of like, you know, Sandra's yes, uh, stuff yeah. and, and then we would look even further and then she would ask her colleagues about it, you know, and then it was, so that was good. And then, you know, my cousin that, so with the f- funds that we raised, mm-hmm. uh, for the GoFundMe that helped, uh, with my cousin staying here from the Philippines, paid her, mm-hmm. you know, gave her, you know, enough to, 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 be able to, to help live, out, yeah. you know, and she lived in with, my mom has a one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but so all of them were there. We bought the beds and we bought all the stuff that they needed, the food <clears throat> to, to, and she was there for like four months. Wow. Yeah. How long was your mom's treatment? Um, did that last about the amount? She's of, still like, taking, she says. Yeah, and she's she says for life she has like, to take this I don't know medication. What, I don't know what my Yeah, I still don't know it. <laughs> Again, it starts with an F. <laughs> so, so. so where is your mom at now? Like uh, she's, if she's, would you say that she's doing well or? Yeah, she's she's doing well. I know she'll never actually really tell you. But. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so the cool part was last, so last year, was it last year? Yeah, last year uh, was her 70th birthday. So regardless, we wanted to throw a huge birthday thing for her. I remember this, yeah. And um, so we we were planning this beforehand and then the diagnosis happened. Mm -hmm. We're like, pause. Pause You know, it was going to be, I don't know, my brother wanted to plan this great, huge thing. And we're like, okay, we have to pause everything. And then I think, so end of July and then August was... We didn't know what was going on. And then we got her date. I think end of August was in she had her surgery. So September. It all happened very fast, her, right? <laughs> her birthday is in October 12th. So we were like, okay, party. We're not doing I don't, this. I don't think yeah. we're going to do this party. And, you know, my mom, like, you know, she just did great. She did great. We ended up uh, throwing her sur- surprise birthday party. Uh, my cousins and stuff came in from everywhere, from like Chicago and Indiana and um, Arizona and, uh, all of her friends, we surprised her. Aww. Yeah, it was great, you know? <laughs> that was this past year you guys did it? Uh, last year. Last year. So she was diagnosed? Last, I'm pretty sure it was last year. So it wasn't the October right after her diagnosis? It was. It was, you it did was. it that, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't like, you know, we were planning to go to, I think we faked her out because her birthday was on a Friday, but the party was on Saturday. Oh, that's so beautiful. So we faked her out, we went to Pachanga, and we're like, this is your birthday, right? Like, go Go, go, go gamble. Yeah, go gamble. And she was like depressed. She was sad because it was one of those that we were so worried about the party um, that like, like we were just throwing this as a smoke screen, you mm-hmm. know, for her. So the party happened. It was great. She loved it, you know, and like totally surprised. So. Do you think that that many people would have come out if she hadn't been diagnosed with breast cancer? <sighs> um, I, th- yeah, I mean, it was, we were planning You guys it. were planning a we big, were planning it big bash. earlier on that year- my uncle, um, Uncle Rudy passed in, uh, I think, February, March. So that was, and then we, so me and my brother flew out to Chicago for that, uh, in Indiana, Chicago. And th- that's where a lot of uh, my mom's side of the family is. So right then and there, I was already talking about Your a reunion for my mom's in October. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know everything was going to happen. Right. So still a few of them, like they, a lot of them still came out, Yeah. you know, to celebrate. And it was more then. Not just her birthday, but like, hooray, mom, you survived. You survived, you yeah. Know, and now you're, you're in Now we can really celebrate. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was good. I mean, she's still, you know, now um, she's still going to, uh, like once a week, she goes in um, and works out at the gym with mm-hmm. uh, with Zied. And, um, but, you know, would I want her to come more? Of course. Of course. You yeah. know, um, aches and pains are happening, you know, but she, because she is 70. 
So, mm-hmm. um, but she says she does her stuff at home and, you know, she has everything that, you I know, mean, the fact the that she's has. 70 and she's going to the gym even one day a week mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Like I, my, my dad's 66. I couldn't get that dude to do anything, <laughs> right? you know, like <laughs> the fact that she's survived breast cancer, she's going to the gym even one time a week, like mm-hmm. she'd be really, really proud of your mom. Yeah. Like yeah. really proud of her. So she's, she's sticking to it now. She's, uh, you know, she says she loves veggies now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then we have uh, a company, uh, Juice Flow comes in and they do the, they do, uh, the green juice. Mm-hmm. So she does that too. That too. You know, so is like, she still on her cholesterol medicines? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still on that. Mm-hmm. I take that pill so I can eat this. Yeah. Seriously. We order, we were just there. I put up her TV for Black Friday and we go in she's like, here, here. I'm like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> Stop but she buys this. the best stuff, though. The chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. Mm. That's my jam. <laughs> what would you say was has been your biggest lesson that breast cancer has given you? Um, that it's you're you're not. How do I say this? It's it's more common than you think, <laughs> um, but it is. I think you said it best. Was like if there's one cancer that you can get, you want breast cancer because yeah. it's the most, uh, you know, studied, yeah. and, you know, funded, talk about yeah. funded, it's the most, um, yeah. uh, cancer, you know, um, I think that breast cancer is the largest female health movement yeah. and health issue mm-hmm. and health topic. Yeah. Um, you know, one in eight women are being diagnosed mm-hmm. with breast cancer. And so I think you're right. It's more common than we want it to be, Yeah. you know, and, and I constantly, it's it, so many people have supported barbells for boobs and so many people have found out their family, their loved ones have breast cancer. Yeah. And it's so beautiful that, that we already have this established relationship. You already have this established awareness and these resources that, that I was one of the first people you text after yes. your mom was diagnosed, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. reassuring to us here at Barbells. <laughs> I was like, oh, hold on. Mama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's your treatment? What text are you guys doing? Right away. Yeah. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, good. Yeah. And so I think that that's, you're not the first, you know, and it's, I think that in 2018, gosh, that time we probably had four back to back to back of fundraisers and people that were supporters of us, their family members were diagnosed. I mean, yeah, I think you said yeah. It was, it was just like every week it was one after another. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think that it, for us at Barbell Street Boobs, it's, we take a lot of pride in that because our awareness is working, right? Yes. Our, what we're doing. So that's why I think that fundraising is so important because you're a part of the movement, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're fundraising and it hasn't hit your home yet, yeah, you never know when that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I think just like having someone that now that, you know, it, it hit me and a few, we have a survivor in there, uh, Julie, who actually did your, uh, she's in the, the RX to DX. Yes. The, DX to yes. RX, so you have a scholarship like recipient yeah, in your gym. So, uh, you know, so like she came in and she didn't know about it and she actually just joined two, three months ago and yeah. she's like, wow, I'm going to get this guy. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, you are like, that's welcome to, you know, what we this do. This is what we do. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's been a change for Barbells for Boobs. Like that's that, a new resource. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I and what, what are your thoughts great. on that? Is that I think you as a awesome. fundraiser and a coach? Definitely. It's, it's awesome. I think, um, like what you said, like after the, after the, the, all the helpers are, are gone, not just because now they have to live the life and yeah. you know, you got your help. 
um, what do I do now? Yeah. You're like, how do I go back to like, you know, like I can't do what I do did RX mm-hmm. before, but it's fine. It, it's yeah. totally okay. You know, you can get back into doing it. So mm-hmm. Julie, you know, she goes in there. I think, I think she had, um, I don't know if she had double or not, but, um, mastectomy, but, um, a few movements, you know, overhead stuff Art. that she can't do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. We're going to work on it. You know? So things like that, I think that was, that was huge. Um, a huge help for her and her confidence and knowing that she lit up after, cause she was pretty quiet beforehand, you know, like as a gym member, you know, and then all of a sudden like, oh, wow, like you guys do this thing and she's more vocal now. And you mm-hmm. know, she's not, she's just, she's still shy, but she's still, she's, she's coming around. Yeah. One you know? thing that I've learned about Barbell Shaboobs, I mean, even all the work that we do in breast cancer, I think that the core of Barbell Shaboobs is we're just storytellers. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, Barbell Shaboobs started off of me sharing my friend's story. Yeah. And to see the legacy of Barbell Shaboobs, it's almost like the acceptance and the like, it's okay to share your story, ladies. Yeah. And I've now seen so many women become more vocal about their treatment, about their survivorship, yeah. about what they're going through. And, and I think... Th- I don't want to say I want to take the credit, but I think that Barbell for Boobs gave everybody the okay yeah. to say, hey, we can say boobs. We can talk about breast cancer. We can share, because me sharing Ceci's story reached you. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> in La Habra, it reached so many people and people responded to it. And yeah. so I think that the awareness and the acceptance of sharing your story has grown. And I think the root of Barbell for Boobs is we're just storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. And it reaches out to people that, that just want to help, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. You know, people that just maybe for them, they didn't get in their family, but they wanted to help. You know, yeah. like we have members at the gym that just want it. Like, uh, you know, Lola. Yes. Lola. Lola. <laughs> so shout oh out to you, Lola. But she just loves it and always asking for, you know, how can I help? She's and amazing. Then, uh, I think the one, <laughs> the best story was when she, she, you guys were on a show. Uh, I was on the Harry Connick Jr. show. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, she's like, hey. And then all of a sudden. The next day we got a $5,000 yeah. donation. And I, call, I I saw it and I was like, oh, what? Lola? Because I feel like she had just we already, done yeah, a we big hit donation. Our, we, we had a $5,000 mark. We mm-hmm. hit it. And so I'm like, okay. And, and she then, helped you hit it, right? Yeah. Like she, oh, oh, she yeah. covered the gap. Yeah. And then I went on the show and I saw that donation because I had <laughs> met her at your event. And I'm like. Lola just did another. And right. so I called her. I'm like, Lola, like you went, you did it again. And, yeah. and she's like, I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I'm watching you on Harry <laughs> Connick Jr. show. Z. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It was great. I, I, I was in the kitchen and I, I just got to alert my phone. Like, hey, boom. Uh, you know, Alicia you Nichols has donated. I'm like, wait, this must be a mess up. Maybe they just submitted her funds now. I'm like, Nope. No, like, and, it was another donation. So I donation. called her up and was like, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow, Joe. She's so, oh, she's she's so, so like yeah. under the radar. But you we're know? totally blasting her. Yeah, right I'm now. like, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry <Lola. laughs> Yeah. But I mean, you know, she she's amazing, you know. But it, what's beautiful about it is it's all like everyone has their their place in Barbell's Boobs, right? So yeah. Lola is doing what she is able to do and that enables you know, Julie to get the scholarship yeah. for you to get educated, for yeah. you to be able to text us um, yeah. when your mom gets diagnosed. And so it, we all have, we're all a part of. Yeah. The- and I think that's the one thing that, you know, where I I am in where I, my place in this world is uh, I have a platform, mm-hmm. you know, like you have a platform, I have a platform to help and educate and, you know, um, not just in fitness itself, but 
you know, cause I'm, I'm not the, I don't have the wealth and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't, but I know a lot of cool, awesome people that are willing to help like mm. the Lola's and all everyone out there that's ever, you know, helped out with any of our fundraisers. Um, and that, that's just where I'm at, you know, yeah. like if I can help reach, you know, hopefully, you know, other people out there, um, you know, like Lily, you know, she found out about yeah. Barbells for Boobs, From you. you know, mm-hmm. um, that could, that could go a ways, you know. I'm going to contradict what you just said, because I think that you're one of the richest people I know, <laughs> because I think that wealth is, I think our society attaches wealth with money. And mm-hmm. I think that your wealth is so beautiful. It's, it's stuff that money can't buy. You know, it's the, to me, you're, you're very rich. You offer so much to the society. You offer so much to your community. Um, so don't ever belittle yourself by saying you're not wealthy. Mm. You're so wealthy. Thank you. It's, it's like humbling to see how, how wealthy you are. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> if you didn't have the wealth you have, you wouldn't have Lola's heart mm. and her giving heart, you know, contributing right back to you. So, yeah. um, you are very wealthy, Joe. Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> very, very wealthy. <laughs> uh, you know, as long as like, yeah, the, you know, if I, if I could have my kids see like, okay, this is what you do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as a parent, you know, you this want is wealth. to have your kids You're, grow yeah. up and not just be attached to, you know, that things, to, yeah. you know, wealth, money, money, wise, money, you, know, you want them like, to be attached to wealth. You want them to know what wealth is. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and like, it's okay. You know, and you know, it's, it's, but you know, humans help mm-hmm. other humans yeah. and you know, that's what, you know, we're here for, to, for that, you know, I'm not going to go to my grave with, with any, you know, with that, I just, what can I leave behind and what, how can I make, make the world better? Mm-hmm. You know, so you try to surround myself with awesome people like you guys and barbells for boobs <laughs> and, you know, um, and just kind of help other people in, in the way that I can, Yeah, you know, I can't control, I can't give five thousand dollars drop of a hat yeah no but you know what if we can get a hundred people to contribute five bucks you know and you can do that we can yeah you can can do that that way and you can give me two hours on your sunday morning to share your story that another son might hear in 10 years because this is going to be around you know and so that's that's where you get to give you know and that's that's a beautiful thing yeah so so it's it's been amazing you know it's it's something that Coming from like, think back, even back then, you know, my first Barbells for Boobs event, I'm like, hey, I just want that shirt. I want that shirt. And then all of a sudden, the you know, yeah, the black shirt pink mean. and it says boobs, you know, to, to what it is now. It's amazing, you know, and, and I give you guys props for the, what you have here in, in headquarters and, you know, your producer slash uh, everything <laughs> that does <laughs> Chris, baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and your sister that helps out that community. You're that. That's all you need. That's all you we know, need. We talked about like how, you know, you had to kind of like start over and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but sometimes I think that in that. life you have to repurpose, mm-hmm. right? You have to, you have to kind of, I won't say go to um, rock bottom, but you have to kind of figure out what your low is. And my sister dying was my low yeah. and I had to reset and I had to repurpose myself. And it's kind of scary because you don't know what those rock bottoms are going to be and yeah. you never know when they're going to hit your life. Yeah. But I'm so thankful that I've, I'm so thankful that Barbell Shrews was around when my sister died. Yes. If that makes any sense, you know, yeah. like Barbell Shrews could have been created for that day, you know? Um, and so I think that if we can think of things in our lives like that and um, repurpose them. Yeah. Because um, I could see where if, you know, someone didn't have the support that they're just like, you know, that's it. I'm done. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll just live with it. 
Yeah. But like you have this people that have gone through it. I think that's the biggest thing. People that have gone through it, you know, and talking to them and, you know, telling me how it's going to work. And, yeah. You know, not just from a relative. But from somebody that's been through it. Yeah. That and that's cool. what we have. We have women that have been through it, that have gone back to the gym, that are willing to share, that mm-hmm. are willing to talk to other women. Like, and that's where it's like, we've, that's, that's Barbell Shaboob's wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, we have yes. so many stories and we have so many women that can help another woman. And it's really, I, I, one of our core values is human connection, Yeah, you know? And so that's, that's what we stay really, really close to. Yeah. So I'm glad that Sandra was able to connect with yeah. your mom. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know if it's, it's ready by the, by the time this comes out. Um, so we had one, uh, one of the posters, um, for, for donating, uh-huh. we had a mark, the, the, the pink banner. Yes. But we have one up at the gym already. Mm-hmm. So I actually mailed mine or hers to, to Sandra. You did? Yeah. Oh. So mailed her and then I got her some some next level stuff and some some stickers and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, and I wrote a little something for her on there. It's like, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so crazy because I remember she posted something and I saw you comment and I'm like, how does Joe know who Sandra, like. Yeah. In uh, Michigan, right? A, yeah, She's in Michigan. Like, this is such a crazy, we definitely need to do like a Barbells Reeves conference or something. Yeah. Like just awesome. everyone come out and meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? I, you know, just thank you for, for, for being there um, at, you know, Milo, uh, mm-hmm. with my mom and, uh, you know, the community and just, I think, you know, us doing fundraisers at the gym, um, help because I started doing them with you mm-hmm. with barbells. And so we've done a few for, you know, for people that had things happen to them. And I'm not to the point at which where you know, we're a big, you know, um, corporation doing that. But, um, as a business owner that wants to help, it does help to have others, you know, that, that do that, mm-hmm. you know, that put together great events and, um, and have programs that help people. And yeah, yeah. yeah programs that help. And, um, just kind of, you know, just, I, you stick around the five most people that influence you the most. Mm-hmm. And you guys are definitely Aww. as a business, one of, one of them that, you know, that I looked up to. Thank um, you. And then your legacy and, you know, the legacy of this is going to be, it's going to go past when you go, when you go, you know? So, um, I hope one day that can be me. Yes. <laughs> you know? So it is, you're already, you already, your footprint is very, very strong. Yeah. I feel it. So, and, you know, I just want to lay it on, you know, this keeps going and, you know, my kids can, can help partake and mm-hmm. well, what's great. Go from there. So I'll, we'll close with this. What, what's the story of Joe Herrera starts with a t-shirt that says boobs. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's been so fantastic about the last two years in your involvement is number one, it came knocking at your front door. Yeah. And then now it's in your gym every day. Yeah. And so if you have, or if you're part of Barbell Shaboobs because you like the t-shirt, <laughs> just sit down and get ready. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the ride is a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's your story and your evolution with breast cancer and with us and how what we do has actually now be- become a part of your life. Yes. And your everyday, um, your everyday influence has mm-hmm. been really cool to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for being who you guys are. 
was just keep at it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> as long as breast cancer is knocking on people's door, we'll be right there behind them. Like, yeah. hey, you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. They can call the, the the husband can call me if they want. You know, like, yeah, hey, like, can, yeah. No, breast I'll cancer was at your front door, and you saw my shoes. You're like, oh, Z's right behind you. I see you. <laughs> I see you, Z. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for spending your Sunday morning with us. We really appreciate it. I'm sure you got a lot to do with four kids on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful for your wife for releasing you for a few hours. (laughs) Now go home and put up the Christmas tree and... Oh, it's Christmas time now. Yeah. It's time to so, celebrate. Be good. But yeah, so, I didn't, I didn't want to bring them all here because I think the sound, you'd probably hear them in the background crying. Oh, no, we would and, interview them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a part of the show, Joe. <laughs> be hitting this next time, we'll bring the making, kids. We'll interview the kids next yeah, time. Fun. It'd be cool. Mm. All right, everyone. So remember, the next time in your, you're in the gym, ask yourself, are you ready for the next level? <laughs> and if you are... <laughs> You should contact Joe. Where can people find you on social? Uh, at Next Level Joe. That's uh, N-X-T-L-V-L Joe. Joe. Yes. If you have any questions uh, for Joe and his mom, maybe you want to know what what medicine she's actually on so we can <laughs> yeah. provide some help for her. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Hansen, our friend Joe Herrera for coming out and spending Sunday morning with us. That's a wrap. Lights out. <laughs>